everyone and welcome to the Banter Roundtable podcast. This is your host, Ben Cohen. And I'm Bob Seska. And I'm Justin Rosario. The Banter Roundtable podcast is brought to you by the Banter Newsletter. We rely on our generous subscribers to keep going, so please support us by signing up for a Banter membership today. You can get a 50% discount when you join the community and you'll get access to all our premium articles and locked archive. You will also be supporting independent, responsible media at a crucial time when our democracy is in peril. Your support is greatly appreciated. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 66 of the Banter Roundtable podcast. I'm here with my co-host Bob and Justin and uh, this is actually the second time we've recorded this because I've just uh, screwed up the audio and uh, we had this whole big joke about about someone, something big in the news happening. Um, yeah, like we pretended like we didn't know what, yeah, joke. we pretended like we didn't know what was going on in the news and that was fun. What is going on? And now we're talking about how we pretended that nothing was going on in the news. Uh, But but, but what is going on in the news? Did did something happen? Yes, Donald Trump was indicted in Manhattan. Are you aware? This is big. (laughs) You ruined the joke. You ruined the joke. I I considered making up news, but then again, that would make me a Republican. So I decided not to. Uh, No, great, great fucking news out of New York. This is what uh, one of the many things that we've all been waiting for. In fact, I would consider this to be the first of many indictments that Donald Trump will face. The first of many trials. That was uh, the thing that occurred to me right away as the news was coming down yesterday. I was like, oh, my God, there's going to be a trial of Donald Trump and not like a civil trial, like a lawsuit. This is going to be a criminal trial. And he's going to be mm, under the proper yeah, order he's going to be under the thumb of a judge who will scrutinize everything he does and says. If Donald Trump is on Troth Central constantly screaming about this case, that judge is most likely going to snap him back. And I'm looking forward to that. Uh, there's so many things to look forward to in this, for sure. Oh, it is. It, oh, it's going to be so great when they start screaming. Oh, it's his first amendment right to scream about the case. It's like, uh, yeah, not when there's yeah. a judge no, no, they'll forget about the That's entire, how, how the works. entire legal system works. That will all go out the window. doesn't matter what's happened before. Oh my God. It's going to be doesn't amazing. matter what the rules are. It's going to be like, oh my God, Donald Trump has to sit in that room all day while people are bad mouthing him on the stand. This is so unconstitutional. It's like, wait, what? I know. This is just like the whining is going to be ridiculous. It already is. The whining is already off the charts. But what, yeah, I, I, I guess now that given the stakes are actually quite high for him, like he's going to have to behave, right? Like that's yeah. the thing. Um, and yeah, but he yeah, can't. That's just it. He's so, not capable of behaving. I just want to read this from the Washington Post, yeah. right? So this is here are the details for 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 those of you who don't know who haven't heard about this story. Uh, no, no, I think it's important. The details are quite important. So this was re- released today, um, or, or actually yesterday uh, in the evening, on Thursday evening. So the Manhattan Grand Jury has voted to indict former President Donald Trump, making him the first person in U.S. history to serve as commander-in-chief and then be charged with a crime, and setting the stage for a 2024 presidential contest unlike any other. The indictment was sealed, which means the specific charge or charges are not publicly known, but the grand jury has been hearing evidence about money paid to adult film actress Stormy Daniels during Trump's 2016 presidential campaign, allegedly to keep her from saying she'd had a sexual encounter with Trump years earlier. 
Trump is expected to turn himself in and appear in court on Tuesday at 2.15pm, said a person familiar with the matter, speaking on the condition of anonymity to discuss plans that have not been publicly announced. Trump, who is campaigning to return to the White House in 2024 and leading in most polls of Republican voters, is also the focus of criminal probes in Georgia and Washington, D.C., related to his efforts to overturn Joe Biden's 2020 election victory and his handling of classified material at Mar-a-Lago. So, yeah, Bob, as you were saying, um, this is this is probably the first of many. He's mm-hmm. got he, The guy's about to enter a, a real shitstorm. Yeah, yeah. And I do think that this is one of the... One of the aspects of this I really like is how embarrassing it is, right? The fact that this, the first one, is about a porn star. <laughs> right. right. The, 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 this is like, this is my absolute favorite aspect of the case. Yeah. Um, is that it basically, like, it's, it couldn't be more humiliating. Uh, also, I wanted to add, too, that the word now on Friday as we record this is that he's going to be charged on 34 counts of whatever... Th- yeah, it's yeah, not a we're few. talking it's about falsification of records. I think that's primarily the one falsification of business records. And uh, that is obviously what we've been hearing through the you know sources provided to the press and so on. Um, and I'm not sure I heard something yesterday unverified that these were going to be felony charges, that they are going full felony with these, which will absolutely feature a a prison sentence that would go along with that. Now, whether that's the I mean, we're getting way ahead of ourselves by talking about this. But the thing with prison is I think it's unlikely that he would go to like an actual prison. Like, I don't think he's going to be in the cell next to Alan Weisselberg at Rikers. I think there's going to be some sort of house arrest situation where the secret service can, uh, keep tabs on him and make sure he's protected. Uh, because that's, you know, that's the law. Uh, <laughs> uh, it would be nice for him to have to just go to prison like any other person, but uh, you know, he's a, he is an ex president. There is that one security, uh, aspect of this. I, and I think when it comes to ex presidents, irrespective of who that person is, if, if an ex president is kidnapped or harmed in some way, that becomes a national security issue. And so I think in that regard, I'm okay with there being some sort of special dispensation. To me, it's all about the accountability, making sure that the historical record, the legal record in this country records that Donald Trump committed these crimes, uh, or at least for now has been accused of these crimes and will eventually be convicted of these crimes. It's so important. It's such a, a crucial aspect of all of this, the history of it. So <laughs> fingers crossed, but we'll see uh, how this all turns out. So. Yeah, and, and to, ma- to to manage expectations, if he goes in Tuesday, <clears throat> they're they're almost they're not going to bring him in handcuffs, right? I mean, the man's the man's in his seventies or however old he is. They're not going to put him in handcuffs because I mean it's not necessary, and he's going to walk out on bail because these are all financial crimes, right? And there's no need. They're not going to say, "Oh my God, he's a danger to the community. We have to put him in a jail cell." That's just not going to happen. And honestly, I would, aside from the 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 Secret Service and security stuff and the ex president that you that you were just saying, Bob, it would be very unusual that they would put someone like Donald Trump in jail for financial crimes pending. You know, say, "Sorry, no bail for this man. He's a danger to people." It just does not seem likely that they would do that. It yeah. would be excessive. For this sort of thing, they would set the bail very high, 
but you know he's going to be able to pay for it and at the very very least they'll probably confiscate his passports mm. because he is a flight risk right so they don't want him leaving the country but then he's running for president right that's his best chance of staying out of jail he's not going to run out of the country because he needs to be elected in order to stay out of jail yeah that's his best hope at this point so you know, just for people people listening, next Tuesday there he's going to walk in, he's going to plead not guilty, say it's all a witch hunt, blah blah blah, and then he's going to pay bail and leave. So don't expect him to see in an orange jumpsuit being hauled off to jail next Tuesday, assuming that's when it happens. Yeah, um, the other thing we should bear in mind too is that now that Donald Trump is going to be a defendant, he has fewer constitutional rights in that role. I mean, obviously, he can still avail himself of the Constitution and the rights therein. But uh, I think in this case, the judge is going to keep him on a very short leash. And if Donald Trump continues his usual fuckery, his blurts on Troth Central and so on, as I was saying before, there could be contempt here. Um, I think there's the very real possibility that Donald Trump will perjure himself. If he is allowed to testify, which he would be insane. Uh, Taco Penis would be insane to allow Donald Trump to <laughs> testify. <laughs> so don't count on Donald Trump taking the stand unless someone's crazy enough to call him. Uh, but that, yeah, you're, you're not you're I mean, come on. We've all we've all seen that name and gone. Oh, yeah, it's, it looks like Taco Penis. <laughs> yes. Yes, we have. <laughs> A very unfortunate name, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it really but, is. So, so look, let's let's, some of, let's talk about quickly the reactions to um, the reactions to this, right? So we've obviously got Tucker Carlson calling for protests, which means violence, right? Uh, and and then you've got um, Matt Taibbi is currently trending on Twitter um, because he's now saying that um, what did he say? Matt Taibbi said, uh, "Gallows humor aside, this indictment is a disaster." Obviously, I'm in shock. They actually went forward with this. He's saying, and then he also said, "If presidents think they will be chased into jail under thin pretexts as ex-presidents, they'll try even harder to never leave office." This is how autocracies are born, which is oh yeah, so fuck Matt Taibbi, amazing, an amazing leap of logic there. Yeah, yeah, Matt Taibbi doing his best to endorse the Nixon rule, which is if the president does it, that means it's not illegal. That's essentially what Matt Taibbi is saying, that the president should be above the law, because if the president is held accountable after the president leaves office, then that means there'll be autocracy. Is that what we're talking about? Is that what he's saying? So essentially, leave the president alone because autocracy It's just it's we should let them be autocrats. If we don't, we may have autocracy. (laughs) Yeah, that makes total sense. I get it. Wow. I'm sold. I'm sold on that argument. This this encapsulates the alt left perfectly. Absolutely. Perfectly. In that you have to find some way always, always to blame Democrats. This there is this is like Tulsi Gabbard playbook, this is the Matt Taibbi playbook, this mm-hmm. is the Glenn Green well Glenn Green was more right wing, but the the alt right um narrative on this, this is I'm sure you'll hear I talked a bit about this in my um members only article again uh, as well, like Russell Brand and um, all of these alt journalists and alt media commentators who are now kind of, you know, have their massive social media reach. This is, they will basically, they use these kind of memes, right? They use these um, talking points and spread them. 
um, in their circle and then pump them out to their audience. But I think that this one was just that was Tybee's really outdone himself there, right? That mm-hmm. you have to leave presidents to be to, to behave like autocrats so that we can stop them from, from stop a US turning into an autocracy. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's, the logic is, is is insane. But if you, it, it's in, it's impeccable. It's perfect as logic. As you see, he's blaming Democrats. He's blaming, even though this has got nothing to do with Democrats or Republicans. This is he's being indicted on criminal charges. He broke the law, right? Allegedly, right? And we're going to find this out in court whether he broke the law. It's 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 serious. Yeah, Um, it is extraordinarily serious, and I think Donald Trump is terrified. I would be. I mean, why wouldn't you be? Honestly, I think it's just a matter of time. I think it's just a matter of time until they get around to blaming Donald Trump breaking the law on Democrats. If Democrats hadn't been so mean to Donald Trump, he wouldn't have to have paid Stormy Daniels that hush money. That's really what it's going to come down to. I swear to God, that's it coming. It, it really is, and uh, obviously the right. I, I was having I was having a conversation with 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 a, someone in England this week, and they were asking about you know, is um, what's going to happen? Are Trump supporters going to rise up and uh, demonstrate? And I my guess is that they don't care that much. Um, they don't care as hard as they would have done a couple of years ago, at least. Uh, and I think that. Um, a lot of the, the, you know, the GOP, they're feigning outrage over this, but they're probably a lot of them are kind of quite happy about it, I would imagine. Um, and Trump supporters are are nowhere near as, as excited about Trump as they were before. So I don't think that this arrest is going to make him the martyr that a lot of people think it will. Does, does that make sense? Like, Well, Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene posted this morning at 623, that I'm going to New York on Tuesday. We must protect the uncon- protest the unconstitutional witch hunt. So she's going up there next Tuesday to, to New uh, York. She's going to find well to do whatever. She's not going to find many allies in New York. I can tell you <laughs> that. Yeah, it's going to be her and like twenty other people running around on the streets of New York, screaming, you know, whatever witch hunt, witch hunt. So mm. good luck with yeah. that. Um, so look, all right. Well, look, moving on. Um, we also this week, obviously, terrible. Another school shooting this week, which was which was really really awful. This was a shooting at a Christian school in Nashville, and uh, I think how many were dead? There were there were uh, three kids, three, three kids adults, three adults, not including the shooter. So, and this this was a obviously the the the, the fallout from this, as as is always the case in America, um, this has turned into a massive political um, in uh, cat fight with everybody blaming everybody else and the Republicans and the gun nuts um, it, it, claiming no responsibility whatsoever for the guns and blaming it now on on, on, on trans people. The the woman who did this was a trans, trans woman, as I understand it, uh, Audrey Hale. And so this has now been morphed into attacks on trans people, mm-hmm. um, evading responsibility for the guns right this is obviously you know the defining factor here was the fact that this woman had access to military grade hardware and you know killed six people with it right so we have the same conversation over and over and over and over again right the right will twist this now twist whatever happens um into now is they they've got uh, something to get their claws into uh, this one because there's a trans person involved. 
Oh, yeah, no, this has been an absolute win-win for them. They cannot talk about guns and attack a group of people that they hate. <laughs> right, so... And it's been super, super it's, ugly. It's, like, way uglier than yeah, normal. Yeah, I just haven't really weighed in on this that much. Um, as in, at least not on social media. I want to pen, like, thoughtful... I'm penning a thought... Uh, what I hope is a thoughtful piece at the moment. But, uh, Bob, I really like your piece... Uh, again today because you didn't really actually get into the into uh, this week rather you didn't get actually get into the details of this specific shooting Um, yeah well uh, what's your reasoning behind that what was you can you talk talk us through what your thought process was for this well i I think we always have the same conversation every time this ends up happening why don't we get rid Mm. of the guns why can't the nra we talk about the nra we talk about how um, the congress is absolutely feckless when it comes to this congress as far as i'm concerned congress is irrelevant at this point it's just completely stalemated there's nothing that's going to happen with guns in congress we should keep pushing for it too but uh the chances of that are next to nothing because as we all know the gun lobby owns all of congress i mean a significant number of democrats a shocking number of democrats in addition to all the republicans are owned by the gun lobby and so what do we do? Uh, the state legislatures are where a lot of gun regulations are being actively rolled back. Tennessee, for example, just uh, made a permitless open carry legal. North Carolina just made uh, it legal for anyone to buy a gun without a permit. Um, these are all things that are happening right now at the state government level. And as Democrats, we don't pay nearly enough attention to those things. So how do we how do we change the dynamics of those state legislatures? Um, so w- when we talk about gun massacres like this one, especially when it involves children, I'm just trying to find a path of lesser resistance, find a way to roll back this worship of firearms that we have in this country so that even while we can't necessarily tackle the supply of firearms, the proliferation of firearms, the rolling back of gun control laws and so on, what we can do is completely sidestep politicians entirely, completely sidestep lawmaking entirely and have a cultural effort to wear away at the demand for firearms. We've obviously got a huge supply of them. People are buying, what, 16 million Americans? I think it's got to be more than that. Own AR-15s. What do we do about that? Can we buy them back? Can we confiscate them? Well, there are all kinds of complications, the least of which being the Constitution and the Supreme Court. So I feel as though tackling the reason why people are buying so many firearms is maybe a, a more appropriate avenue to take. So I was talking about in my piece for the banter, I was talking about uh, tackling the gun culture, finding a way, doing some sort of national campaign that is ongoing. I mean, we've talked about I've talked about this before uh, that is run by consultants, creative people, ad reps, everyone who can uh, pick up where the anti-cigarette smoking campaign left off and tackle guns that way 
question why, why why are these things so masculine it's kind of a cowardly thing to do to have a firearm in your house i mean you know tackle it that way uh come at it from the perspective of uh whether it's safety or the traditions or just completely wear away at the necessity for firearms the idea that if you own a gun you're more likely to be shot by that gun than you are to shoot an assailant inside your house Things like that. Um, We know that the polls are in favor of more gun regulation. Make sure we advertise that, that a majority of Republicans support common sense regulations on firearms. Uh, These are all things that we can pump into the bloodstream of the American culture that doesn't involve the Second Amendment. There's nothing in the Second Amendment that says, oh, you're not allowed to campaign against the necessity for firearms. So why don't we try that? (laughs) We've been trying this legislative route all this time, and it seems like diminishing returns would be great. It's not even diminishing returns. As we try to tackle the legislative angle of firearm proliferation, it seems like the Republicans end up rolling back more legislation than we can get passed. So focus on the gun culture. Focus on an area that doesn't require... Uh, 51 senators or uh, whatever it is, 218 members of the House or a majority of a state legislature somewhere. Do it this way. (laughs) Why not? Why not start now? The urgency is clearly there. We're done with it. uh, American culture is done with this ridiculousness. And all we have to do is drop in this campaign onto fertile ground. And it is fertile ground. People are clamoring to be uh, to be uh, vindicated when it comes to their views on firearms in this country. We just have to do it. We have to involve Hollywood. We have to involve television. It has to be a full court press on this. And so uh, I think that can be done. So that's the long way of me describing what I wrote about today or this week. Yeah, I, I hope. I think, you know, I think you're right on that. I think it's a long haul. I don't think it's definitely certainly not going to happen overnight. Yeah. Well, um, it's like any ad campaign. You, you got to keep reinforcing it. It's like McDonald's doesn't need to advertise, but they they still mm. do <laughs> uh, because it's this constant brand reinforcement. And that's what, again, the model is already there. What they did with the campaign against cigarette smoking and cigarettes, just borrow that. Just take the template, replace cigarettes, the word cigarettes with the word guns, and there it is. Mm. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, I think something has to give at some point, right? Yeah. Like at some point, America's got to, they have to get fed up with dead children. You know? Well, how long ago, with, Ben, did we run a story in the Daily Banter? This is back even before Substack. When we were the Daily Banter, we ran a story by one of our writers that was basically like a Mad Libs for gun massacres where it's just like the same story every single time the same reaction similar details just fill in the blanks of that that's that was a long time it was like five or eight years ago that that ran and here we are still uh debating this issue and beating our faces up against a wall legislatively the same thing i mean this is why you know with the details of this story i i have to be honest like i did i didn't really i wasn't really that interested in who the per- the shooter was I, I don't really i'm not that interested yeah. I, what i'm interested in is like protecting kids from school you know when they go to school i'm interested in 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 uh meaningful 
reform, meaningful legislation yeah. that stops this from happening. Um, and I, you, you know, the fallout is predictable. Everyone rushes to put their own narrative over it. Um, and, and, and anybody missing the very obvious fact that guns, this doesn't happen elsewhere, right? This doesn't happen in other countries. Other countries don't have such insanely laxed um, gun laws or such an insane gun culture, Bob, as you as you were talking about. Right, so this is this is actually and this is an easily solvable problem um, through legislation. But they, you know, for cultural reasons, America won't do it, and for political reasons, America they just won't do it. And it's it's incredibly depressing. It really is because there is no, you know, everyone oh, let's come together and let's you know love and and uh, sending thoughts and prayers and you know it's not going to bring back dead kids. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and I don't care like about who the, the shooter was. I really, it doesn't really interest me at all. Um, whether that, what gender they were, um, what their motivation was, you know, obviously there's a, there's, you know, mental health stuff there as well, but ultimately had they not been able to get hold of a very seriously high powered weapon, they wouldn't have been able to have done this. So yeah, it's, it's incredibly depressing. Um, but look, let's uh, let's go. We've got our both sides um, segment today, which is mine is related. This is uh, I'm going to go with Marjorie Taylor Greene, who had potentially the worst um, uh, reaction to this that I've seen. One of the worst reactions to the gun massacre that I've seen. So there's a couple of things she did. First of all, she tweeted on March 27th. She said, how much hormones like testosterone and medications for mental illness was the transgender Nashville shooter taking? Everyone Ugh. can stop blaming guns. Everyone can stop blaming guns now, she said. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's just been, it's just been all around yeah. awful. Yeah. And, and it's disinformation. I mean, obviously. What we're talking about here, uh, as far as I know, and I, 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 I'm pretty sure I'm right on this. Trans men take the same amount of testosterone as a cis man does who's on testosterone replacement. It's the same dosage. It's the uh, physiological equivalent of what a cis man would make normally. So obviously right. many go overboard and use too much. That's personal preference. What is what is recommended, what is prescribed is the same amount. So if this is a matter of trans men reacting poorly to the testosterone, we then also have to focus on what cis men are getting or what they're experiencing when they have testosterone replacement. And I'm not sitting here bashing test. I think testosterone replacement is uh, invariably a good thing if it's doctor supervised and if it's not super physiological. It's become something that is practically normal. It's one of those things like if you're in uh, menopause, a lot of women take hormones to mitigate that. Likewise, with a lot of men whose testosterone declines with the years uh, or with poor health or whatever. And so but that's that's all fine. What I'm saying is let's not have a, a fucking double standard with this. You goddamn troll Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, horrible. Absolutely horrible. Uh, she was actually banned, uh, banned from Twitter. Uh, or, or the her congressional account. This is an article from The Hill. Um, so tw Twitter on Tuesday restricted um, Marjorie Taylor Greene's congressional account for seven days after she repeatedly posted an image of a poster about a rally called Trans Day of Vengeance. Tween tweet 
Green tweeted about the event after three children and three adults were killed in a shooting at a Christian school in Nashville, Tennessee. Police say that the suspect in the shooting who was killed during the incident identified as transgender. Um, so Ella Irwin, Twitter's head of trust and safety, said in a separate tweet that the platform was automatically sweeping to remove images of the poster over worries it could incite violence. We do not support tweets that incite violence, irrespective of who posts them. Vengeance does not imply peaceful protests, Irwin said. The poster highlights an event scheduled for April 1st that appears to be organised by Our Rights DC, that group's Twitter account, which has little more than a 1,000 followers and describes itself as an autonomous community sustained direct action to demand accountability for injustice, was locked on Tuesday. Um, so Green was, uh, was, was tweeting this out to say that she was going to go and have a From what I understand, she was going to go to... Uh, uh, what basically counter protest or whatever it was so anyway she's making the situation much much worse as as is always the case that's what marjorie taylor green exists to do she exists to inflame the culture wars and that's it she exists she exists to troll liberals in whatever form they are and she will take absolutely any opportunity she can um to to do this uh, and unfortunately, we've got to pay attention to her because she's a member of Congress and one of the most powerful members of Congress now, given her party controls the chamber. And Kevin McCarthy has to do basically pretty much what she wants. Um, so sadly, yeah, this is a political... Just as we were all, uh, you know, Sarah Palin back in 2008, uh, everybody was, you know, why are we talking about this woman? Because unfortunately she was a political reality and now so is Marjorie Taylor Greene. So there you go. That's my pick for this week. Okay. Justin or Bob, Bob, you want to go? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is a, a, I mentioned this earlier. This is ridiculous. North Carolina, uh, North Carolina residents no longer need a permit to buy a handgun. Uh, This is, I mean, the optics of this couldn't be worse. This is so tone deaf. The state's Republican-led legislature eliminated the long-standing permit system that required local sheriffs to perform character evaluations and criminal history checks of pistol applicants. Although Governor Roy Cooper vetoed the measure, he's a Democrat, the legislature overrode the veto. So they went to that extent to get this passed. The permit repeal takes effect immediately. That's this week that this happened. This would be like um, Democrats in the wake of 9-11 voting to legalize box cutters on airplanes. Can you imagine if they did that? Can you imagine if a Democratic legislature or even the Democrats in Congress said, we're supporting this legislation to make it legal for you to carry a box cutter onto an airplane, and and it happens the same week as 9-11? Of course, that would never, ever, 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 ever happen. But this is what the Republicans are absolutely 1,000% shameless. I haven't seen anything this shameless since that ridiculous now imprisoned congressman Steve Stockman started giving away free AR-15s in the wake of Sandy Hook as a contest incentive. Submit your email address and I'll pick a random email out of a a box and that person will win a free AR-15. Yay! And Sandy Hook was just a couple of weeks earlier. That's the kind of awfulness that the Republicans are dealing with. And it, it really, it comes down to a lack of values, lack of morality, lack of seriousness, and just a colossal mountain of cash from the gun lobby. Yeah, that's what it's all about, really. 
it's the cash, it's the money, and it's the the optics of this, right? Yep. Um, you know, uh, I'm writing a piece about this. Um, I was hoping to get it out today. I'm not sure whether that will happen, but you know, the it's the cowardice that really gets to me. It's the fact that yeah. it's the 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 sheer lack of balls. I think um, the fact that you'd put your own careers over. Uh, and political experience over dead kids is, mm-hmm. is terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Um, Justin? Um, I have a close friend of the pod, uh, <laughs> Nick Fuentes. We all know guy. Nick Fuentes. He's, yeah, we love Nick Fuentes, and he's a close friend of us, tr- truly. We have to have him on as a guest one day. Um, he was on his show doing his thing, and... Um, he was reminiscing about his career uh, dating women, and um, he was going on and waxing on about how you know women women are attracted to him, but they're not attracted to him. And uh, he kept going on, and I don't know, it was weird. But what he eventually got to, and he actually said this on camera, was a lot of women want to be raped. Oh my God. A lot of women really want a guy to beat the shit out of them. But part of it is that they have to pretend that they don't. And this is, I mean, that's just straight up rape culture stuff, but man, he might as well just been confessing that this is what he does to women. And he just had this disgusting smirk on his face while he was doing it. And it was super disturbing. It was super creepy, super disturbing. And this is not... I mean, this is just straight up MRA men's right activist shit, and you do not find. I mean, there's a lot of misogyny on the left, but they don't say that kind of crap out loud. They they know better than to actually say it out loud. But he was just they, no, they don't about say it. stuff like that. I, I don't. I haven't heard anybody any left wing. No, like that. That wouldn't be totally normal for a left wing political commentator to say something like that, right? I no, it really wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, again. But it's this is normal for them. This is who they are, and they're happy about to- it. Totally normal, yeah. Totally normal. Delightful. Um, this is this is someone that Donald Trump had dinner yeah. with. Him and because Ka- he's Kanye so, West's buddy, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, apparently, I've just been breaking news. Apparently, Kanye West doesn't like doesn't hate Jews anymore because he saw a movie with. Um, <laughs> was it, uh, yeah, I saw that. Was it, uh, it was Twenty One Jump was that Street. Jonah, Jonah Hill. It was Twenty 21- One. Yeah, so, so yeah, so he likes yeah. Jews now. So that's good. That that's Jonah that's Hill made him laugh. So that's fine. Yeah, um, you know, you so know what it was. His I accountant called seen. him and said, "Hey, you're almost broke, Kanye. You, you got to stop yeah. being the anti-Semite yeah. guy." <laughs> that's exactly. I'm sure that's one thousand percent what it was. It's just not working for him. He thought, well, maybe I'll flip the script on my brand. I mean, I, I hate to be cynical about this, but this is a lot of times this is the way uh, Hollywood and the entertainment industry works. I'm going to flip the script, and then I'm going to make all kinds of money from this particular demographic. Uh-uh. Not going to happen. It's like for the same right. reason I think that uh, the Republicans are going to have a hard time uh, running a woman at the top of their presidential ticket. It, it's the same for con- – I don't think any gr- significant group of Republicans are going to support a, a black entertainer. For, for that matter, enough to support that black entertainer's uh, career and income requirements and so on, because they're racist. Republicans are racist. So that's I think that's the story behind that. Right, 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 right. I mean, anyway, but it's I, I am, you know, for what it's worth, uh, you know, thanks, Kanye, I guess. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> for not hating all Jews. I appreciate it. Um, but look, guys, let's, we're going to go into um, uh, the emergency meeting because uh, we've heard the alarm bell. And uh, <laughs> we're, we need the emergency meeting, emergency meeting, emergency meeting. Uh, we're going to be talking um, a little bit about going viral. Um, so uh, the inspiration for this, obviously, Bob is, is currently doing um, some... Instagram videos, uh, which are great if you haven't seen them, are really cool. Uh, and I, uh, we were talking before the podcast about y- how you make money and how you make a brand and build content and stuff like that online using video. And uh, uh, Bob's been doing that, and I think Bob's been doing that in a very um, good way, right? In a very uh, transparent and um, kind of uh, oh, thanks. Uh, what's the word? Respons- responsible way, right? <laughs> yeah, but. I, yeah. I, 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 but but I wrote a piece this week about about how this can can go horribly, horribly wrong. Um, so I wanted to dive in a little bit into that topic and uh, talk about what going viral means. What are the dangers of this? Because we've all seen with uh, people like uh, Russell Brand, who is a massive YouTube star, who has managed to go viral. Um, what how, what are the dangers there? Um, and what is Bob? Bob, I want to find out what you are doing. Um, to uh, inoculate yourself or to protect um, your brand from, you know, devolving into a sort of a, a, a conspiracy theorist because the incentives are high. Um, so we'll be diving into that uh, just in a, in a second. But I wanted to thank um, everybody for listening. Um, also, just a quick update on my health because a lot of people have been have been um, uh, sending me messages and commenting on 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 my updates on 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 the band's newsletter. But I'm I'm definitely doing a lot better. The anemia is, seems to be calming down. Um, up, ups and downs. Though I'm still not back to 100 percent by any means. It's going to take a few more weeks. Uh, again, really, really appreciate the help and uh, the support from everyone. Uh, it really means a lot. So thank you. And uh, yeah. I am getting better. That's so great. thanks everybody. And uh, let's we'll, we'll head into the emergency meeting and talk about going viral right now. Uh, 